Welcome to NARAL's The Morning After. Each Thursday, our podcast brings you the latest on reproductive health care, progressive politics, and the fight to keep abortion safe and legal. NARAL's The Morning After is a production of NARAL Pro-Choice Ohio. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ProChoiceOH. Enjoy the show! Hi, I'm Jamie. And I'm Stephanie. Hi, I'm Gabe. Uh, so welcome back, Stephanie. Thank you. Executive Director of Women Have Options Ohio. Um, you were uh, with us last night also. Yes. Uh, for a really amazing event. Uh, the second of four scheduled. Five? five? One, two, three. Yeah. This is the five. second yes, of five. many uh, <laughs> row together activist boot camps. This was the Columbus one. Um, and we were, uh, out, uh, at a venue on the East side. I not sure what the head count was somewhere in the 250 people ballpark. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was amazing. How do you think it went? <laughs> Man, I, I know we like kind of were together last night, but I didn't see you. So I'm yeah. glad we're going <laughs> right. to spend some time, uh, together now. It was, it was packed. Uh, um, and it, it was wonderful. The main thing that I was really excited about is that, you know, just like you guys have been doing this work for a while, and we saw a lot of new faces, mostly new faces. Mm-hmm. And that was, gave me all the like, yay tinglys, like, oh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really was. And, you know, it's the second of five. And so we sold out and we're packed house in Cincinnati last week. The Cleveland ones tonight, and it's been sold out for like two weeks now at right. 350. And so it really has been an amazing turnout everywhere we've gone. And it's a long event, too. It's a three hour, not six to nine <laughs> commitment of, you yeah. know, it really was. I mean, we use the word boot camp, and it really, if you've ever done an exercise boot camp, it was kind of uh, the brain activist boot camp. Right. And people like stayed the whole time and were engaged the whole time. And, you know, we did five separate time frames in Cincinnati and the people in my fifth session were just as, yeah, engaged and asking questions yeah. as the people in the first one. And I think it was the same way last last night as well. Yeah. And just to give people a, a sense of the size. So one, once all five of these trainings are done, we're going to be well over a thousand people across the state who will have come through the doors to get information on this. When we do a lobby day, we do it every April. Mm-hmm. Our average crowd there is 150. Yeah, we plus do 150. Plus or minus 25. Yeah. So, I mean, this is an enormous volume of people who are coming, getting information, sitting, learning, taking notes, um, learning about past legislation, new legislation, ways of contacting legislators, writing letters to the editor, fundraising, uh, storytelling, all sorts of things. We had seven, seven yeah. organizations... Uh, us women have options. Uh, Planned Parenthood was there last night. Um, urge. I shouldn't have started listing them because now I got to name them all. <laughs> urge, uh, urge for a future. Um, RCRC, Ohio RCRC, and AAUW, and AAUW. Um, so they put together uh, seven different trainings. People got to go to three of the seven. Uh, we didn't even have time for everybody to do everything. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So you know if. If you went to one of these and want more information, uh, if you weren't able to get to one, um, give us a call. You know, throw a house party, yeah. half a dozen friends, open a bottle of wine. We will be there. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, and we'll bring some notes and some information. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to happy hour at your bar and you can pull together a table, we'll come and sit and talk to your friends about this information. There's a lot of uh, people getting together, especially post the women's march. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. And like, you know, there's the organized like huddles or people are putting together postcard parties, um, all these kind of things. And these are like the perfect uh, opportunities to also do some education as well as the advocacy. Right. Um, because we don't all know all this information. And as experts, we want to be available to people. Mm-hmm. So, Well, that really is the biggest part of so much of this is that, yeah, yeah, we had 200 people in those room that room last night, but they've all got at least 10 friends who weren't able to be there last night. So we had a waiting like, list yeah, last yeah, night. Yeah, we did have a waiting <laughs> list last night. They've got a huge waiting list actually in Cleveland. But like, so when all of... All of the people always say, like, what can I do right now, right now to make a difference? And really the best thing to do is to get together with those 10 friends who couldn't come and share the information. We can come. Stephanie right. mm-hmm. can come. Call Planned Parent. Like, call all these organizations and ask for, you know, somebody to come out because Randy's always up for that. I'm up for it. And Stephanie's always, up for it. Yeah. So, you know, just let us know. Yeah. I think one of the one of the biggest takeaways that I had from last night is how much people want to talk about this and want to learn about how to talk about mm-hmm. abortion rights. They want to talk about uh, reproductive rights. I, I had actually, I did the, um, the fundraising training and at least with my first group, I had a hard time kind of wrangling everybody in because everybody wanted to talk about like, okay, so I'm asking somebody for contribution to an, uh, to a pro-choice organization. How do I talk about abortion? Mm-hmm. And so we, you know, kind of got into that and people were just hungry for that information and hungry for um, just the time and space to talk about it in an affirmative way mm-hmm. and figure out how they can talk to all those people that are their friends or their family who are kind of on the fence about it and have heard so many lies, alternative facts <laughs> <laughs> about abortion and uh, reproductive health care. So uh, I think that that's one of my takeaways as far as what we can do better and how we can offer our expertise. Uh, I'm really excited about that. And I'm super excited that people want to know more about how to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I think one of the first questions we got in the kind of the reverse town hall that we started out with at the beginning in Cincinnati was, so what are you going to do after this? Like, what else can I do? <laughs> I'm like, can we get through tonight first? But, you know, people are really, are really excited to actually do stuff. And, you know, there's so, so little politically that can really help a ton because we're in minorities in so many places, but what we can do is resist and fight every mm-hmm. single thing because you will eventually be able to, to find that spot. Yeah. And really it's a message. Like in general, mm-hmm. we oh, have yeah. so much to do as a movement to get a positive message mm-hmm. out there rather than just the kind of offensive stuff that yeah. we are so oftentimes stuck in. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to be able to, educate people on how to talk positively Mm -hmm. and how to like share our story, the importance of sharing our stories. And, um, cause that's really like when people ask me, what's the one thing I can do? And I'm like, let's talk positively about Mm -hmm. abortion. Let's, let's, you know, talk about it as a public good. Um, and let's like, let's stop buying into their language on it. So I'm, as as rough as the political climate is yeah. right now, we've got to work as grassroots ground game mm-hmm. as possible. Yeah. I mean, everybody always says, like, why are you introducing, you know, 
hide repeal bills and why are you <laughs> because if we don't start now talking about it right because you know, even you know, a lot of our supporters are like oh yeah tax dollars can't go for abortion because we've kind of done this whole well tax yeah. dollars can't go for abortion now kind of stuff so that we've kind of beat it into our so uh, even our supporters that are only three percent of Planned yeah, Parenthood's uh-huh. uh, <laughs> what Planned Parenthood does yes. is abortion I'm like that's an important three percent let's talk about it right. more yeah right so it really is about changing the message. Yeah. Uh, in our session that Randy and I led, uh, we were specifically talking about past and, and upcoming legislation, um, getting people ready to write letters to the editor to contact their legislators. Uh, and what we told them last night was two years ago, we saw a uh, an agenda uh, a package of legislation from Ohio Right to Life released in February uh, at the beginning of that two-year legislative session. We're mm-hmm. now at the beginning of a new two-year legislative session. It's February, and so, you know, <laughs> check your watch. It must be time. And sure enough, this morning, yes. shock. Um, shocker. Um, Ohio Right to Life has unveiled their mm-hmm. new legislative package. Yes. Uh, so here is yet another half dozen bills um, largely unconstitutional ideas to further restrict access mm-hmm. to safe and legal abortion in the state of Ohio. Yeah. And it really does show this incremental approach that the leader of Ohio Right to Life has been saying that they want to work on forever and ever and ever. It's, you know, we, ha- we've, we, a couple, couple of years ago passed a post-viability ban and then last December passed and Kasich signed a 20-week ban. And one of the bills I introduced this morning was a ban, a DNE ban, which is basically a 13-week abortion ban. And so you just piece by piece by piece going backwards. Or one year they introduced the program that created the funding stream for crisis pregnancy centers. The next year they created a specific line item guaranteeing a certain amount of money. And this year they want it more money into that line item for crisis pregnancy centers. So we really are seeing just this continued push for more, 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 more. Right. Just to break down the two things that you talked about there, because both are very important. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's easy to lose track about what these are. Uh, the first one, you called it a DNE ban. The term that Ohio right no. to life. Yeah, it's a DNE ban. Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, but this is the 13-week... Yeah, it's a 13-week yeah. D&E ban. Okay. 13 weeks. So the heartbeat bill is a six-week ban. Mm-hmm. So we got a six-week ban, a 13-week ban. We've already seen the 20-week ban, and the post-viability yeah. is 24 weeks. So, you know, it's, it's like they're picking all of these different mm-hmm. points in a pregnancy yeah. wherein they want to interject their... Uh, you know, their point at which they're stopping women from being able to access abortion mm-hmm. care. Six weeks, 13 weeks, 20 weeks, 24 weeks. You know, it's none of like these... they're chipping away yeah. at access. None <laughs> of these are necessary. They're just looking for the right combination mm-hmm. Yeah, they're completely of, arbitrary. Yeah, of attempts. Um, and, uh, you know, the big point that Kelly, uh, our executive director, has been making is that all of these... Uh, you know, if it's an unconstitutional ban, they don't care that it's unconstitutional now. Mm-hmm. They want to send these bills to the new Trump uh, Supreme Court. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <Some> yeah. <chills. laughs> I mean, you got to start saying these things out loud to acknowledge it's mm-hmm. what it is. They're sending these to the Trump Supreme Court as mm-hmm. test cases to overturn Roe versus Wade. Yeah. Yep. That's what this 13-week ban is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
It's it's what the heartbeat bill blatantly was labeled as. Oh, very much. Uh, You know, the 20-week ban is unconstitutional, and so that's just them pushing the boundaries of, you know, what gets ruled as constitutional or not. But this is Ohio Right to Life's test Mm -hmm. case to overturn Roe. Yeah. Yeah, because th- they still think that the six-week ban goes too far, so they've got to pick some arbitrary number in between. So this is, you know, target one specific procedure that happens at 13 weeks and beyond and say, we're going to do that procedure. So it really is um, just another... I mean, the whole the whole agenda that they laid out has absolutely no bearing on health. No. Or well-being of women and families or any of those kinds of things. I mean, there was an article in a newspaper here in Ohio today about Kasich's budget and how with the outrageous heroin epidemic, opiate epidemic we have here in the state of Ohio, Children Protective Services across the state are taking in record number of children from these cases, and they've seen funding cuts not increases, and Ohio is one of the like worst states for actually funding these programs in the first place, and now they're seeing these influx of clients and no increase in funding, but here we are, we're going to increase funding for crisis pregnancy centers to lie to women about pregnancy and, and complications from abortion care. It really does show that Ohio Right to Life is not a pro-life organization. No. It is an anti-abortion organization, and that's exactly what this slate of six bills shows. Yeah. Right. So we'll see what happens. I mean, they definitely have the votes. And, you know, the the other piece of the of the agenda, too, is, I mean, they're bringing the fetal tissue stuff back. They're bringing back a ridiculous restriction on medication, abortion, and those kinds of things. But the overarching message on all of these is abortion is shameful. Abortion should have stigma attached to it. You know, kind of the opposite of what we were just talking about. Yeah. You know, abortion in a positive light because it is a positive thing in, in many women's lives. It, you know, they're really pushing on this shame, stigma, shame, stigma point and really making sure, you know, that you really understand what you're doing and we're going to make you cremate or bury the fetal tissue because we want you to really understand the depth of what you are doing today because and women don't... And make the procedure more expensive yeah. and do a whole bunch of things that yeah. and make it harder for clinics to stay open. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's, they're coming at it all directions at this point. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with their agenda this time. They got their women shaming agenda. Yes, their women shaming agenda. Mm. Right. Um, so uh, speaking of Trump shaping the Supreme Court, <laughs> um, make it talk about it more. Right. Well, sorry. <laughs> um, he, he, one of his fun nicknames. I like that. It was better, but. <laughs> <laughs> Number 45. (laughs) There we go. Was nominated Neil Gorsuch. Gorsuch. I don't know how you say it. Uh, He's nominated uh, the judge uh, to serve uh, on the high court. Um, So uh, let me pull up here real quick our statement. Um, Kelly Copeland put out a release after this nomination. Um, And that's not the right one. Bear with me here. (laughs) Reading today's release. Uh, this is a good one too, but we kind of already talked about that. Yeah. 
what Kelly said uh, about Neil Gorsuch. Uh, She said the Supreme Court is the court of last resort. Justices have a solemn responsibility to ensure equal protection under the law for all Americans, including women, workers, the LGBTQ community, immigrants, and people of color. It's the place that Americans turn time and again when government oversteps and interferes in people's personal and private decisions. The Senate failed to even hold a hearing when the first nomination for this seat uh, with the first nomination for the seat, and Americans haven't seen much from the White House to be confident about this week. <laughs> and that was a week ago. And yeah. Well, well, um, still getting worse. Uh, Kelly continued, the, President Trump has vowed to stack the court with justices that will overturn Roe versus Wade and outlaw abortion. We need to make sure this nominee isn't going to try to legislate from the bench and reject the nomination if he is. Yes. I mean, all in all, this is a stolen seat. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he had... I'm, 45 had no right to name mm-hmm. this Supreme Court judge. And, you know, I'm in the camp of, like, resist, resist, resist. Uh, I mean, this... And what I've heard from, about this guy is that he's right of Scalia, even. Yes. And I'm just right. like, ah, how, can, yeah. how is that possible? <laughs> but also, <laughs> ah, right. yeah. Well, you know, the first thing I saw about him uh, that was his his history was somebody pulled up his old high school yearbook and he founded a club in high school called Fascist Forever. So, well, have you re-looked that up? I don't know if that, I think that may be a, a... our side doing alternative facts is that really real? I think on Snopes. Look on Snopes. Okay. Well, I don't. I don't know if that's actually accurate. <laughs> Not that I don't think that that would be possible, given mm-hmm. the his... pictures of the yearbook look convincing. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know Photoshop, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So what we do know, <laughs> but what that, we do know, that is a solid awful. fact. Yes. Uh, is he has made decisions as a judge mm-hmm. um, about contraceptive coverage, mm-hmm. uh, and he ruled in favor of employers in getting to block women's access, their employees' access, mm-hmm. to contraceptive coverage through their health insurance. Hobby yeah. Lobby. Yes. Yep. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, he definitely was there. I've also seen he's had cases, you know, rulings on giving police more leverage for higher level escalations. Mm -hmm. And I mean, Trump through the entire election said he would only, you know, most of the time presidential candidates like to pussyfoot around it a little bit and be like, Oh, I don't have a litmus test, but they're going to follow my values and we'll, you know, nominate the best person for the job. No, Trump was, I am, that's loud. (laughs) I am going to, you know, only nominate pro-gun, anti-Roe versus Wade judges to the Supreme Court. And yet he talks about like how political the judicial mm-hmm. system is. And uh, yeah. Okay. yeah, so I think that it'll be a very interesting, I mean, it, it at least looks like the Democrats are willing to block it, um, but also willing to at least give him a chance to explain himself which the Republicans didn't even give Obama's nomination because um, I think they probably would have been a little bit more likely to support him if they were actually thinking about him as a judge and those kind of things, which they weren't because no. they just wanted to block. I mean, I mean, Merrick Garland <laughs> was very kind of middle of the road, mm-hmm. you know. Kind of, I mean, Milk I was kind of like, guy. oh, I'm not super <laughs> excited about this one, but, you know, this was a... He was a uh, compromise mm-hmm. and trying to work with Republicans yeah. and knowing that 
that it was going to be rough. And then they, and they completely just mm-hmm. blocked everything. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so while you two are talking, I just Googled Snopes and Fascism Forever, and you're right. <laughs> as much Shit. as I want to. Uh, yes, yeah, I'm sorry to have to correct yeah, you okay. on that. i uh, not sorry. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, the other thing that happened with this nominee uh, just yesterday, which uh, I believe happened while we were in our training, um, uh, Trump, uh, number 45, was making comments about the judiciary. Mm-hmm. Um, really nasty comments about judges. I mean, mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. there isn't anybody that he's been willing to. You know. <laughs> well, again, it shows uh, the comments he's making shows that he he knows less about how the judicial system works than our regular listeners do because our regular listeners know that Capital Care in Toledo has been in court for what five years now, right. waiting for a final ruling on their case. And preterms case has been going on for over six. <laughs> you know, the judiciary is not speedy in yep. any way, shape or form. And, you know, this case on the travel ban, you know, the immigration ban is all of is all of what, two weeks old? A week and a half old? Week and a half. It feels like forever. Yeah, but yeah I think it's right. only like a week. <laughs> And he's complaining about how it's taking so long, and it's taking too long. This case is taking too long. Like, right. It's a week old, dude. Right. Like, you have right. no idea how the court system works. Just kind of added on, like he doesn't know how checks and balances <laughs> work. Doesn't know how the court system works. Yeah. That it is a che- like a check and balance. Oh. Like what? Yeah, they're yeah. not fast, and they're supposed to be independent. Yes. And he doesn't understand no. either of those. No. Uh, so, uh, forty-five made comments Thank about you. judges. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Neil Gorsuch when meeting with members of the Senate, made comments to them saying that he was disappointed in Trump. Mm -hmm. Uh, Following all of that, the NARAL National Office issued a statement, um, which I thought was pretty good. All Americans should be disheartened and demoralized. That was the words that Neil Gorsuch used to describe Mm -hmm. Trump. Disheartened and demoralized. All Americans should be disheartened and demoralized by Donald Trump's behavior and his comments on an hourly basis. But those feelings about our erratic, unhinged president don't alone qualify you to receive a lifetime appointment to the Supreme Court. We need someone who will defend all of our constitutional freedoms, not someone like Neil Gorsuch, whose anti-choice record undermines women's autonomy and poses a direct threat to the future of Roe v. Wade. Americans shouldn't confuse a very normal reaction to an abnormal president with qualifications to sit on our nation's highest court. It it kind of, it it worries me that he's trying to kind of distance himself Mm -hmm. from the president. Um, (laughs) As I shudder. Uh, It's really weird. Well, it is really weird. Not only is it really (laughs) weird, but it's also like, it just shows that I mean, first, we we know that Trump had no part in determining who was going to no. be this nominee. Like, it was it the was, Heritage Foundation. It was the Heritage <laughs> Foundation. It was, you know, super evangelical groups, um, who radical... Who selected him but didn't vet him. True, yes. yeah. But radical groups, mm-hmm. radical religious groups, Christian religious groups, selected him in, in particular. Um, and... And also the Heritage Foundation, which is radical in a whole bunch of all the different ways. <laughs> all the ways. But, um, but yeah, he, he wants to distance himself, which is weird. And also that Trump didn't pick him. And we should mm-hmm. be worried about, like, the influence and how much our 45 doesn't care, but also how much other groups and outside groups mm-hmm. have control over 
right. incredibly important aspects. Enemies, foreign and domestic. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, then that's the really funny part because he talked about how he wasn't going to be beholden by anybody because he w- didn't take money and he's draining the swamp and like he has no control over anything. I right. mean, he... No. Filled Not the swamp to anybody, with, but he doesn't have to listen to no. any reasonable voice no. anywhere. He did not drain... Well, he actually drained <clears throat> the regular alligators in and put, like, radioactive poisonous alligators in the water <laughs> in the swamp. He has changed the swamp. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Made it much more dangerous, especially mm-hmm. for regular people, especially for, like, kind of the the population that voted him in, mm-hmm. you know? These are the people that are going to be most affected by... Um, the overturning of ACA, mm-hmm. which is Obamacare. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there, you know, these are people that are going to lose, you know, black lung benefits. These people are going to, um, you know, they're with. There's no way that we're going to get an increased minimum wage, you no. know, federally with with this administration. Like, um, these are people that are struggling every day, and it the struggle is going to get worse, right? Yeah, but he's not going to listen to the people. He just fakes that the people are, mm-hmm. you know, not there, or somehow we're, you know, paid protesters yeah. or something like that. Yeah, we paid the million women who came to DC for the. That'd be really March. expensive. I know. Like, who had the budget for that? Can we can we get their phone number? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The thing about paid protesters is, like, if there seriously were paid protesters, Donald Trump would be claiming that as job creation numbers. Yeah, he yeah. probably. <laughs> Right. You know, Look at me. It's like, how do people think that there were paid protesters without any form of recruitment, advertising, mm-hmm. hiring? They just magically appear. Uh, so we'll hats. see. Um, <laughs> we'll see how the Senate uh, handles this nomination um, and, and how the Trump versus judges uh, battle continues to wage. It'll be interesting to see if. Donald Trump responds to his own judicial nominee saying that he's not so fabulous. Will he be able to control himself from responding to that? Well, that, I think that would be, I mean, that's, that's, that's rough for him because he would have to admit that he's made like a, mm-hmm. a wrong decision, which I don't think he does. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> so but he also doesn't let shit go either. So it'll be yeah. really interesting. Right. I mean, he went after the democratic Senator who said that, Gorsuch had said that. Of course, then, like, Sean Spicer had to come out and say, actually, no, it is fact. Like, he, he did actually say that, and, like, several Republicans have now said, yes, they said, he said that to me as well. So, you know, even, you know, Donald Trump's most recent tweets are completely alternative fact land again. Yeah. Or against Nordstrom. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, okay, so our last segment, normally Randy sings, let's get it on. You're more than welcome to. <laughs> Let's get it on. There you go. There you go. Uh, very nice. So women have options. Uh, we've talked about uh, the organization uh, when you were here last time. Uh, if you could, please, give us an update uh, on how things are going uh, and what's in the pipeline. Man, um, yeah, it's been a while since I've been here. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've we've been busy, but uh, but a really great kind of busy. Um, uh there are so many people that are kind of coming into the fold and, you know, for a uh, very tiny organization, like women have options. That's it's, it's been wild to see that. Um, anyway, but we have lots of stuff coming up. Uh, we are having left and right people offering to do fundraisers for us. We've got a fundraiser, uh, 
a burlesque fundraiser coming up, which is really fun. Um, and that's on March 23rd and 24th at the Franklinton Playhouse. It's Bustin' Stigma. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So that should be a lot of fun. Um, like last, uh, we were the last uh, recipients of the uh, wonderful group that uh, that's doing the Comedy for Choice, and you guys are doing it this mm-hmm. this time. Uh, and that's such an incredible group of people. So, uh, and we have, I think on Valentine's day, there's like a punk show. Yeah. I just saw on. that like, one on Facebook yesterday. <laughs> I was like, Oh, another one. Okay. Yeah. There's so many people that are doing just kind of independent projects, uh, and in, independent fundraisers, which we so appreciate. And, uh, but yeah, but well, we do also have <laughs> some <laughs> fundraisers coming ones. up as well. Uh, we have our annual swap for our sisters, which is a, Really fun clothing swap event. It was actually started in my living room five years ago. <laughs> that was a mess. <laughs> and it's um, now vastly grown, outgrown that space. It's very much grown. <laughs> it's actually outgrown, almost outgrown the space that we're currently in. Um, so we'll have to find a bigger sp- space next year. But uh, you come in, you drop off your uh, your your clothing or your feminist swag, your shoes, whatever, um, and you get your golden ticket, you buy your $10 ticket, golden ticket, and you literally get to take as much home as you want the next day um, at the Swap for Our Sisters Boutique. And we work really hard to make sure that any leftovers goes to uh, organizations that um, that need it. So uh, we donate kind of the leftovers to, like the modest leftovers to refugee groups. We donate, uh, there's a purse project that gets all the kind of the bags that uh, help uh, sex workers. Um, get access to any help that they need. Uh, we donate to free stores and LGBT organizations, mostly youth organizations for cool. uh, LGBT. So uh, it's a really great, fun event, especially in uh, all the very serious and very important actions. This mm-hmm. is a nice community-building event. And then um, and then another community-building event we've got coming up, the Bolathon. All right. Hey, <laughs> this is our eighth annual Bolathon. Um, I can't believe it's been going on for that long. It I feels, know. <laughs> it feels like yesterday, <laughs> yeah. like eight years. Yikes. <laughs> and I've got a great picture of Gabe as a, he was, you Lady were Liberty. Statue of Liberty yes. with a bowling ball. Um, I love it. Uh, the... Build a team. Is Snero going to have a team this year? I think sure. we should. Yeah. Yep. yeah. All right. <laughs> you build a team. You come up with a fun name. And uh, every bowler, and you don't have to be a good bowler, ideally not. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, every bowler then raises money for women have options. And we have a big bowling party to cap it off. So the kickoff event is March 2nd at Penn's. So and practice then, a little mini bowling before little you mini bowling, yeah. Bowling. Um, they were kind enough to donate a couple of uh, a couple of lanes for oh, us. Oh, nice. cool. So yeah, and then when is that? Uh, that's March second. Okay. And then we've got our bullathon on April, <laughs> uh, <laughs> April twenty ninth. Uh, so you have you know a good two months to, uh, or just about two months to yeah. to fundraise, build your team figure out what your costume is going to be. <laughs> That's where I so, fail. I'm not a costume fan. That's all right. I think I'm going to 
make a like a special bowling shirt this time. Like that's gonna that add to every year. Ooh, narrow bowling shirts. I'm sure oh, Allison Rose could totally make that happen. I bet. <laughs> so it's it's always fun. We're hoping this year to raise thirty thousand uh, dollars. That's awesome. Uh, which is wonderful. Last year we raised twenty seven. So it's, I feel like it's, it's doable. It's totally doable. I think we can blow it out of the water actually. And so just to remind year. people, that's twenty seven thousand dollars for women have options for direct abortion funding um, or and. Also, like, reducing barriers. Like, we have been um, doing overnight accommodations in Cincinnati uh, with the Planned Parenthood there. Um, so so. If, the, if you uh, are a low-income woman seeking a, an abortion, mm-hmm. and we've got our 24-hour waiting period, yep. so you got to come back for a second day, mm-hmm. some of these funds help pay for the hotel room so that if women have a, you know, can't do two days worth of driving. Exactly. Actually, then this is, uh, this is very specific to... Uh, the two-day procedures mm-hmm. overnight because it's dangerous to travel long yeah. distances. And they were finding um, there was a woman who traveled from Nashville and drew back to Nashville oh, between the well, day yikes. one and day two of her procedure, which is dangerous, mm-hmm. like right. crossing that many state lines and not having like your doc- the doctor, close. doctor there. Mm-hmm. And, um, or people were staying overnight in the parking lot. Because they yeah. can't, like, they couldn't drive wow. back. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, and we're seeing a lot more uh, patients from Kentucky and West Virginia. Yeah, because they both just lost one they of both their just last lost, two. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's there's one clinic left in each uh, of those right. two states. So yeah, I we've talked getting... about that. This myth of just going to the next state over. <laughs> <laughs> They're losing as many as we are. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, and especially with uh, and especially with waiting periods and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's it's right. It's un- not possible for a lot of people. So you have right. transportation, you have childcare, mm-hmm. you have to take those days off. You have to like. There's so many barriers, and we try to, um, and we're growing, so we're trying to you know reduce more and more of those barriers. Right. Um, starting some new programs. Yeah, I mean the idea that something has become. You know, it, for many people, essentially a two-day road trip with a hotel stay for something mm-hmm. that should just be an afternoon in their own community mm-hmm. is just completely asinine. There's no benefit. Mm-mm. It's one of the most common medical procedures. Like, I right. mean, it's it, one yeah. in three women, mm-hmm. right? It's the, the something that we keep on harping on, and people have to make it a road trip, right? Mm-hmm. It's, right. It's not. It's not okay. Yeah. 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 Well, and Kelly talks about this all the time, how Ohio is a medical destination state. We've got mm-hmm. the Ohio State University Medical Center. We've got the Cleveland Clinic. People yeah. come here for health care. Right. And now we're sending our women out into other states because we can't take care of them here because of the laws and the barriers. So, <laughs> And yet people are still coming here yes. because we're the medical uh, refuge, yeah. right? And it's just <laughs> right. like, no, oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, some of our clinics are two, three weeks out. Mm-hmm. So three good events there, the Swap for Our Sisters, the Bolathon kickoff, and then the actual Bolathon. Mm-hmm. We'll put information for all of those in the show notes. Awesome. Um, we talked about Road Together. Tonight is the Cleveland one. That one's sold out. Yes. Um, if so, you do not have a ticket, they will not be able to accommodate you at the door. Yeah, so they're do actually packed. Um, but, uh, if you live on the complete other side of the state, Cincinnati is over. Dayton is still upcoming. Yes. Dayton is on the 18th. Yep. February 18th information in the show notes, or you can find that one on our Facebook page. Um, and here in Columbus, uh, on February 15th, Ace of Cups that night, um, 
is the uh, Comedy for Choice Proceeds Benefit Narrow Pro-Choice Ohio. Yes. Um, so if you want to come out and see some comedy, I have no idea who the comedians are. So I do know like, <laughs> nice. the comedians. <laughs> so if you've never been to a Stand Up for Choice event, it is incredible. Um, we've got, uh, you know, the great comedy of like Pat Deering and, um, and Amber Falter, both of them are incredible. Uh, they are, they're the ones who are kind of the main planners of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they've got kind of a, a cast of really in- wonderful, uh, comedians. I love this space because number one, we need to laugh more yes. right? as a movement. <laughs> right. We need to gather more in positive ways, but also how like, I don't know if it's a common experience for you guys, but I have walked out of so many comedy shows just because they're just offensive. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're fat shaming or rape jokes or right. like, yeah. and I'm just, and this is a super safe feminist comedy show. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, finally, <laughs> I know I can go see comedy once a quarter and not worry about having to walk out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so it's super smart comedy. Um, and, and gosh, last time it was packed. Um, and I, I assume that it's going to be packed or even more packed this time because people are yearning to laugh Mm -hmm. and needing to gather. So it's going to be fun. Yes. We did the serious road together event this week. Let's have some fun next week. Exactly. Come out for comedy for choice. Yes. Uh, look for information in the show notes. Uh, where can they find more info for Women Have Options? You can find it all on womenhaveoptions.org. Cool. Really complicated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for coming. Glad to be here. And we'll see everybody next week. Bye.